Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of the Metal and Magic podcast. We're so glad to be back at it with you. We're so happy to be here, and we're so glad that you're here listening with us. Uh, Not much to say on this end, other than we hope you are all out there surviving the burning hellscape that is the planet Earth in the year of all the Lords, 2020. Um, Again, find us on the internet. You know where we are. So let's just jump right into it. We got a pretty long episode to throw at you today. So let's jump right into episode 85 of the Metal and Magic podcast, New Orenthal, New Tournament. Where last we left you fuckers, um, you had just entered the New Orenthal Tournament of Champions after some of you returned. Well, one of you returned. And Gideon is immediately on the table. <laughs> he has been on the floor the entire time we're setting up. It's been 47 minutes. Back. And... Gideon's okay. <laughs> Get They're off casually getting him off the table. The fucking table. You special child. Okay. Anyway, you guys had just gotten to New Orenthal. Michael, do not call him over here! I will kill you. Okay. In real life and in the game. Damn. <laughs> Don't mind the children. Oh, where last we left you. Um, so you're in Orenthal, the first city the original group of four traveled to. Um, there are several districts, and I'm just going to go over the basic names of them. There's the religious district, where after the um, Bard King was killed, the um, cathedral started to be rebuilt where they found what is obviously going to be the prize of the tournament, a a divine gift of sorts, and they also found a bunch of different original holy texts that are on display. The shopping district where, yes, you can shop. What? Yeah. There's the government district where um, Sir Serral, who was the captain of the town guard, now the king of Orenthal lives. Um, Also, the Order of the Knights of the Prism has a headquarters there as well. Um, Remember, you did see a bunch of... It looked like everybody was playing dress-up as a knight. That, Like when you walked into town, just different colored armor. Everybody's dressed up in their full gear, walking around town. Um, So that's probably where they're from. Uh, There's an entertainment district where there's a magic show... Uh, a tavern, an inn, and some other stuff. And then you've got the um, like housing district, where people live, and the um, Coliseum district, which is literally just the Coliseum and surrounding area. So you guys, I believe we're told you have about 36 hours, a day and a half, until the tournament. So if there's anything you guys want to do in that time, we can do it. Um, if there isn't, we can go ahead and just get to the tournament, but it'll be up to you guys. So there's no way we know who else might have entered into the tournament? Um, you're going to be given your random assignment once the tournament starts. The arithmetic wizards are working their magic. Mm, so, so basically I can't go and stalk one of some of the people and figure out... What no, this I is do? this is done specifically so you can't find and kill your opponent no, before No, not the... find and kill, just stalk and watch. What do you think no, are a bunch of murder hobos? Yes. Oh. Yes, I think you're a bunch of murder hobos. Uh, this is look, this... we're the only people we went. 
oh, I guess we'll just have to fight each other, and then everybody, one of us lays down. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll go over the, the tournament's shit, like the actual rules and all that once the tournament starts, but you guys have about a day and a half before then. The okay. rest of this day, all day tomorrow, and then... So, I have a question. Do they I... have, like, a zoo? There's no zoo at this very moment. So um, no place to possibly keep my snake babies safe and have them breed? No, they've been pretty safe on the ship. Yes, but I mean, why keep them to myself whenever they can tell the public about how I have repopulated the planet? Or am you could um, You could request an audience with Sir Cyril and maybe convince him to build a zoo. We'll see. Um, be a very lackluster zoo at first. It's like, here's our two snakes, and we're done. No, they have babies. Oh, you're putting all the snakes in there? I thought you would just like start like splitting. She's gonna keep something. one for her pants. Yeah, I gotta oh. have my trouser snake. Oh, okay. Gideon is just like he's in Megan's lab now, and his head's just like on the table, thump. Here, I'll tr- I'll take a picture for the. For yeah, we'll the post table. it. We'll post it on the interwebs. Webs that God, are inside. Cheesy, cheesy. Our first Patreon only picture. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can be cropped out if you want. For only $700 a month, you can see this picture. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do? Um, so, you said that there's a play about it? Yes, there is a play about you guys at the. Uh... Or, well, I guess about me. Well, there's a play about the crew, the group of people who saved the city from Eridorn, the Bard King. Yeah, so um, I'm the only one in it. Yeah, currently. Mm-hmm. Trake is, is uh, here in spirit, but he did stay in Glen last time we played this game. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's the Dazzling Doves magic show. So. Tickets are five silver apiece. Um, do you guys want to see about my heroics? <laughs> Sure. I think I went a little overboard with this uh, as I hold up all of the fucking paper that has to do with this one bit. Can we act out Can the roles? we get roles? the abridged version? Yeah, we'll get the abridged version. We have to videotape it, though. Oh, my God. Um, no, I mean, I'm serious. Do you guys want to see my heroics? My heroics. Sure. Well, oh, considering none of you heroics. are the ones with me, I'm the only one whose heroics we will be able to see. I well, you'll this. also be able to see Karox. And Trake. Yes, and yeah, Trake. I guess we could see how uh, Karox's character developed into a villain. <laughs> it started as a villain. I mean, he is a serial killer. You are aware of that. No, no one told me that. It's not like, hey, here's okay, everyone. By well, the way, he's a serial killer. He, he, <laughs> he is a serial killer. He was imprisoned and then was released to join the to oh, tournament actually, of champions. Like, I do vaguely remember against the guard guy, guy mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is like, you've been traveling with him this whole time? <laughs> I mean, only for a little while, technically. I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone taking one look... Maybe having just like one conversation with the man can gather that he's a serial killer. Well, Especially I mean, whenever he had his mercenaries. The first thing I knew about your group was that he let a dwarf go. This is true. So he seemed like a good guy to me. <laughs> he only let them go. So, let him go it, so that way we could have an inside man. It was a front. Yeah. <laughs> I warned the king not to let him go, but 
against, you know, my advisory. He was like, go, save the world. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well. He's going to destroy the world or try. He is a traitor now. Again. Potentially. Or a secret double agent that we are to wear as a double agent. I still hold out a tiny, small shred of hope for him. Very small. See. Um, Minuscule. So James, do you want to tell us what kind of fighter you are, or do you want to wait and talk about it when you're fighting? Well, if I might be fighting these people, like... Oh, that's true. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till the tournament. <laughs> sure, sure. Give him the advantage. <laughs> Well, I'm, you want to die and then make a new character and be secret? Ooh. No, not you. Anyone else can, though. Damn. You're punished. Okay. If Salar ever does die. Salar ever dies, you're coming back as a bird, aren't you? <laughs> no, there are no Kenku in this world. There are. There are. No. literally, we... we, we you did see a, yeah. a sign. He was or, the last one. Yeah. Look, Krotopi has a daughter. He, Her name is... <laughs> boop, boop. Ooh, yeah. Her name is Teleport Noise. Uh... Boop, boop. She'll be a wizard. No, I take it back. Boop, boop. I don't like magic. No, <laughs> no. You've already said. Nope, too late. It's it canon. It's nope. canon. She's a wizard. She, she's a she's a rogue that steals oh. wizards, More keeps four. them in her basement, and forces them to do magic for her. So James is trying to open the uh, box of dungeon tiles that Anthony and his girlfriend gave me. And um, instead of just laying the tiles out, we're just going to use this as today's battle mat. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go watch the play about my heroics. Okay, everybody's going to watch the play. Please subtract five silver from your coins. James, don't worry about it. We'll give you money eventually. The king didn't give me gold yet. That's fine. I'll give it to you. You're so generous. You said how Wait, many of what? Silver? Oh, Five silver is uh, half a gold. I know. Just cut a piece of gold in half. I'm just going to go with gold. <laughs> oh, well, then you can cover him. Yeah, sure, I'll cover him. Here, James, um, do me a favor and roll... And add five million gold. Roll one d10. Ten. That's a two. Two. Oh. <laughs> I wish so. I were a ten. So according to the rules, you get f- 5,000 gold plus 1d10 times 250, so you get uh, 5,500 gold. Okay. That's more gold than I have. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Earn some rank, and then you'll get paid more. I'm kidding. <laughs> this was just my payment I for the week. I have 8,470 <laughs> It's in the DMG, by the way, page 38. For our uh, level? Starting gold by level. Um, so it's like um, characters levels 1 through 4 get the normal starting stuff. Um, levels 5 through 10 get 500 gold plus 1d10 times 25. 11 through 16 levels get 5,000 plus 1d10 times 250. And oh. 17 through 20 get 20,000 gold plus 1d10 times 250. I'm level 17 now. Unfortunately, you're I think Karak's had like 20,000 gold on him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a Karak solo episode where he just goes on a shopping spree. <laughs> <laughs> just 
was like with the villains. Oh, look, I love this velvet. It's so dark and mysterious. So you guys pay your five gold and... Five silver. Sorry, five silver to uh, get tickets to the show. They allow you in and you choose your seats. Um, The show this week is called The Liberation of Orenthal. Um, shortly after you sit, the building fills with people. Uh, it's, it looks like the, the theater you're in can probably hold about a hundred. Okay. Um, shortly after that, a bright red curtain on the stage rises, and you see two figures standing on the stage. A half-elf and a half-orc stand before you as they wear, they're just like, the most Siegfried and Roy thing you've ever seen. Just like, fabulous... Las Vegas magician clothes. Um. Oh, I gotta get out. Of, I gotta get rid of this because Carox isn't here. If Carox was here, he would get jealous of the clothes. But he's not here. Um. The figures step forward, and the half elf begins to speak. Welcome to the Dazzling Dove's magic show. I am Armand Dove. The half-orc then speaks and says, And I am Adriel Dove. Together, we are the Dazzling Dove Brothers. And today we present to you the liberation of Orenthal. Uh, when they say the title, everybody's like, Oh, they said the name of the thing. And they start clapping. Salar goes. <laughs> oh my God, like the tennis claps. The tiniest little claps. <laughs> the ones you cannot hear at all. <clears throat> And then Adriel says, let us set the stage. At that moment, the whole room goes dark. Um, can anybody currently see in magical darkness? Um, Does my helmet allow me to see in magical darkness, or is it just regularness? Let me reread my thing. <laughs> oh, God forbid, we know what we can do, but I do understand. You can all do a lot, so I get it, and that's not one of the normal things. I, mean, I can't I remember if my helmet lets me see in magical darkness. Stuff. Wait, what'd you say, Michael? Definitely have tremor sense and all that, so I'm definitely still seeing, right? Kind of. You know blind otherwise. Are. So as it goes dark, we can't see anything. So it's like a, a cloud of magical darkness has been cast on the entire theater. I'm gonna reach down and grab the hilt of my sword. Okay. And then now I can see. Oh, it says sees. You can in see all in all darkness. magical and non-magical darkness. Yeah, yep. I just found the spot where it says sees in all darkness. I had to pull up my Google Doc, but I found it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can see. So um, for those of so Michael, you're you're getting a sense of people running around on the stage with your tremor sense. Um, Vince has his hand on his sword, but can't see anything. No, um, I can. Oh, you can't see in the dark. Yeah. Oh, okay. With oh wait. Well, I guess since it's dark and I'm human. Yeah, you don't have dark vision, no. and if it's a magical spell, that dark vision doesn't usually see in any way. Yeah. Um, Megan, are you trying to burst into flames or anything to light up the room? Or are you just like, cool, it's dark? I mean, I'm always on. We gotta talk about magical light and the way it extinguishes magical darkness later. I don't remember. Um... <laughs> Salar, you see people uh, kind of running around on stage, setting up little bits of scenery and shit uh, as they set the stage for the show. 
Okay. A few moments later, all the torches on the walls and the sconces burst into uh, light. The magical darkness dissipates, and you see the stage, once empty but for the Dove Brothers, is now completely made up with a full set that looks like the old town square, um, though the surrounding buildings are not falling apart as they were when you were last here, Sawar. Uh, they gleam with the light of the torches. You hear Armand begin to speak, but he's not on stage. He says, Years ago, our fair city was cursed by the presence of a traveling bard named Eridorn. He came to town and decided he would make our humble hamlet his new home. At that point, a poof of smoke uh, wafts off stage, and you see a visage of Eridorn walking the streets. Um, like, almost like illusion magic as he walks along the, the streets on the stage. The passers-by all seem to... Uh, whoops, skipped a line. My bad. The vision is slightly transparent um, as he begins to walk up and down the streets with his lute, singing to people on the street. Uh, the passers-by all seem to love his music and tip him generously. Adriel now speaks. Soon, one by one, he captured the minds and hearts of every citizen in town. One day, he decided to put on a show for the whole town. In his words, this was to show appreciation for how well he has been treated. Uh, the set of the old city now has a very familiar stage set in the center of it, much like the stage that was there when you arrived originally. The visage of Eridorn walks onto the stage and begins to play. As the music starts, it's like Eridorn is looking directly into each and every one of your eyes throughout the crowd. You feel this, like, tingle radiate through your body, like, almost like when your one of your limbs falls asleep. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, emanating from your chest outwards throughout your entire body. As Eridorn begins to sing. As he continues, you all feel this tingle begin to get stronger and stronger. Your whole body feels like it's falling asleep. Soon, the music stops, and you see the townsfolk in the visage before you are clapping and screaming. A few men and women faint when Eridorn looks at them or shakes or kisses their hands as he walks past. Uh, the voice returns. Soon, after this performance, Eridorn converted the cathedral into his own personal living quarters. With the residents of Orenthal under his spell, there was no one to stop this or anything else that was to come. Over the years, one by one, our children began to disappear at an alarming rate, though we had no way to recognize the horrors that played out before our very eyes. Every few weeks, Eridorn would put on another show, continued, uh, continuing the brainwashing or renewing of his magical hold over us. This went on for years. People would visit our shining city on the hill only to find that it isn't so shiny anymore. If these people happened to come to town during a concert week, unfortunately, they became the newest residents of Orenthal. However, in their, if their minds were strong enough to resist the allure of Eridorn's magical music, they were captured and thrown in the basement uh, of the cathedral, which had been converted into a dungeon. You see uh, quick flashes of NVIDIA, uh, the tiefling that was once a part of your team, then Squall, the tabaxi, and that Air Genasi bard that nobody wanted to talk to and then he left. 
Um, the visage on stage of a wonderful glowing city begins to fade and crumble. What is left uh, is nothing but a shell of what it once was, a city that looks very familiar to Salar. Both voices return in unison now. Years pass until one fateful day when four strangers wandered into town. The picture on stage shifts to show the, sh the crumbling gates of Orenthal. When, in strolls, a human, a Yuntai, a Goliath, and an elf. Karox, Salar, Trake, and Uriel walk through the gates. Though the resemblance isn't super great, uh, but if you squint, it looks kind of familiar. <laughs> um, the four walk into town right into a concert. They begin to mix into the crowd and watch the show. Uh, Uriel immediately falls under the spell of one of the of the Bard King, and you all begin to feel that tingling sensation throughout your body return. The concert ends, and the Bard King begins to walk away with a little girl from the crowd. Uriel, not in her right mind, begins to follow the couple as they head back to the cathedral. Meanwhile, Trake helps the guards dismantle the stage. He is very helpful. Karox and Salar begin to walk towards the cathedral, keeping their distance from Uriel and the Bard King. Uriel is then accosted by a couple of guards, who immediately draw their weapons and strike out at Uriel unprovoked. She stumbles backwards into an alley. Salar begins to shoot Eldritch blasts with um, each shot. You feel as if the blast goes right by your head in the crowd. You feel like the hair on your neck stand up, and you um, feel the booming energy, force energy radiate, radiate as each blast lands true on a guard. Karox draws his crossbow and begins to shoot at the guards, and you similarly feel as if the bolts are whizzing past your ears. You can hear, you can hear them as they're shot from his crossbow. Trake uh, finishes, un, uh, uh, finishes dismantling the stage and rushes into battle. He jumps between Uriel and the attacking guards, of which now there are many. Trake lands in the classic superhero pose with one knee down and a fist on the ground. Uh, that fist, as it strikes the pavement, releases a shockwave that erupts throughout the, uh, the ground, knocking over every one of the guards. Just as the group begins to settle down and the fight seems to be over, and all the guards are incapacitated, you see one bolt shoot past Trake's head. It strikes Uriel in her throat. Salar and Karox rush to Uriel's side, but it is too late. Unfortunately, the elven monk has perished. <laughs> Sorry. Salar casually sitting in her seat. Salar laughs out loud. Uriel is dead. Atriel begins to speak. Not the first casualty in the fight for freedom, but luckily Uriel will be one of the last. Now, though some clever magic and uh, I'm sorry. Now, through some clever magic and wordplay. Karox was able to convince everyone in the town that the fight was all part of a show that was put on by the Bard King. The following day, the group planned their assault. The scene unfolds on stage as uh, the three, now, now three members of the party, go over ma maps and schematics of the cathedral, when suddenly a panda bear-looking monk, but it, it looks more like a panda and less like a humanoid panda, if that makes sense. So, like, Mohu is just a panda. 
with with a hat. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, just the a voice. Hat. Yeah, just a hat. <laughs> the voice speaks again. <laughs> Mohu, whose magical brew warded his mind from the seductive song of the Bard King, has joined the group. Um, so he sits at the table with the three, and the plan is hatched. We see the group waltz up to a huge double-doored cathedral. Trake pulls out a gleaming silver battering ram. He holds it up to the sky like Lionel from Thundercats. And um, as he does, the crowd goes crazy. Uh, they've seen this before. <laughs> um, he rears back and with a mighty blow splinters the doors of the cathedral. Shards of wood shoot out into the crowd, but right before they hit you guys, it's like they dissipate. Uh, the crowd gasps, and then you hear the oohs and ahs as everyone is still safe. Uh, the crew enters the cathedral to a room full of guards. Kerox stands in front of his team and launches a fireball at the guards. Um, I put in parentheses. It's worth noting that the crowd where you are sitting is placed behind the guard, so it's like he's shooting the fireball directly in your direction. Um, the fireball shoots out and explodes right before you. You actually feel the heat radiate from the stage. It's very hot, though not harmful. Then Trake jumps and lands on one of the guards while casting Thunder Wave. The magical wave of thunder booms out and the audience uh, seats begin to shake and rumble in the thunder. Mohu saunters into the fray and you see him effortlessly shrug off blows that would knock a lesser man down as he redirects them onto other guards, while Salar is cutting down guards with her sword and shooting magical rays of energy into the crowd. Uh, the crowd itself is going crazy around you now. Oh my god! <laughs> the fight ends and Salar finds a key on one of the bodies. They head into the cellar and down some stairs and come upon uh, prison guards. Um, the crew dispatches them with little effort. They then unlock the cells to release uh, NVIDIA the Tiefling, Squall the Tabaxi, and the Air Genasi. Um, then comes the comedy sequence as Squall and Karox play, good, uh, play bad cop, worse cop. And Squall attempts to rip the ear off of one of the guards as they interrogate him. <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> he, he fails, and Karak steps in and effortlessly rips the ear off of the guard. <laughs> oh, hilarious. The picture flashes, and we see the crew now bolstered by the addition of Squall and NVIDIA, bursting through the doors into the throne room. Inside the throne room, we see the Bar King Eridorn sitting on his throne with one leg propped over the armrest. He looks at the group of heroes, chugs his wine as he hops off the throne, and he says, Well, it looks like we have intruders. As he looks to his guards, they be the fight begins. Um, the Bard King and his four guards charge as Karox launches a barrage of uh, crossbow bolts and beams of magical energy. Um, you can still feel every every time a spell is cast, the, the like hair on your neck kind of like stands you f whenever a crossbow bolt is is shot you hear it past your ear um <gasps> the crowd uh begins to feel the magic as the hair on your arms and neck stand up um now you, the hair on your head is standing up as if like static electricity is causing your hair to just float above you 
Uh, NVIDIA pulls out two scimitars and begins to fight with one of the guards. When she swings one of the swords, the guard ducks. As he ducks, she drops her other scimitar and grabs the guard by his uh, throat. Her obsidian breastplate, a gift from one of the gods, begins to glow as veins of lava course through the breastplate, down her arm, and onto one of the guards, cooking him alive in her hands. Salar begins by blasting bursts of energy from her hands as she rushes towards the Bard King, pulling out her pulling her crystal sword from thin air. She launches through the air and brings her sword down on the Bard King. He simply raises an arm to block it as the sword rebounds off of his arm. Mohu takes a deep swig of whatever is in his water skin and goes to work, pulling out his staff and beginning to fight the guard two guards at once. Um, you don't know where the staff came from. It wasn't there before. <laughs> it might be alluded to. Um, at one point, he jumps onto the tip of his staff, balancing atop it like a bird on its perch, just as two guards go to hit him. Uh, his, sudden, his sudden absence isn't noted until the guards stab each other and fall over dead. Trake rushes at the Bard King as Salar is composing herself from that deflected blow. His fists crackle with divine energy. Uh, static fills the air of the theater you are in. As he punches the Bard King, a bright light blinds you. It's like a flashbang went off. You hear like a, like just like a ee in your ears and everything's like spotty now. Um, when your eyes readjust, you see the Bard King was thrown back onto his throne, smashing it to bits. Um, he gets off. He gets up and brushes the dirt from his clothes. This fight is not over. Squall with his katana rushes at one of the guards, trading blows for a while before Squall uses the handguard of his katana to flip the guard's sword out of his hand in one swift motion. And then beheads a guard. Um, now, all of the guards have fallen. The heroes train their full attention on the Bard King. Aridorn surveys the scene and sees that he is outnumbered. He attempts to plea for his life. Please, brave heroes, I am but a humble servant, doing as I am told. Do not kill me. I will serve you if you wish. Um, he pees his pants a little bit, and the room smells like urine. Magic. No, that's not quite how it went, but, you know, entertaining <coughs> nonetheless. Kerox then speaks. I'm trying to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Someone from behind Salar throws a milk dud at her. <laughs> Boom! Salar turns around. You get a milk dud in the face. I eat it. I eat it. As it rolls down my face, I catch it with my snake tongue. <laughs> Kerox then begins to speak. We have no need for you while you live. Salar, whose hands are now glowing with eldritch magic, nods in agreement. Nvidia drops the southern fried guard while, that she was holding by the neck, hands still dripping with molten lava, and steps forward. Mohu hops down from his staff, takes another swig from his water skin as he meets the rest of the heroes. Uh, Trake, hands still crackling with lightning, puts his fist together and says, No more talking! Fight! <laughs> Squall agrees and rushes in. The whole group rushes the urine-soaked bard king. I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> He tries one more desperate attempt before they reach him. He begins to sing. The song conjures visions of the hero's worst fears. They shudder for a moment, but shake it off and rush through, slashing and bashing their way through everything that scares them the most in the world. When they meet the Bard King in a flash of brilliant purple light that uh, erupts from him, 
It blinds the crowd. The smell of fire and burning fills the air in the theater. Your hair stands straight up on end. You feel the magic coursing through your body, the tingling you felt earlier. The sound of crushing bones and screaming fills your ears. Then, when it is all done, you see yourselves standing... Well, Salar, you see yourself. The rest of you see the, the heroes standing victoriously over the now warforged body of Eridorn the Bard King. The next scene is a celebration as the townsfolk send you off into the distance as the sun sets. Um, one last thank you from Sir Cyril, the guard captain, who you noticed was conspicuously not one of the guards in that scene when he was actually one of the guards in real life. Um, he says as you walk off into the sunset, You are always welcome here in Orenthal. Everyone is welcome. So long as you have kindness in your heart, you are all welcome on the shining city in the hill. And with that, the play ends. <laughs> Everybody claps. The Dove brothers, Armand and Adriel, step out on stage and take a deep bow. Um, they press the digitate some sparkles. And then the, the curtain falls back down, the lights come back up, and you can leave. Now, Salar, not only are you kind of emotionless, but you were freaking out that whole time. Yeah. I, I was voicing the rest of the, of the crowd. No, oh, no, it's, it's canon. That was Salar. <laughs> I was just trying to do background voices. Nope, nope it was just Salar. She was the only one in the whole crowd. Everyone else? No, it made me look very good. You have to. It was a that. world premiere, yeah. and you're out here just hooping and hollering. <laughs> so, um, you guys walk out. Um, the 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 crowd of people walks out of the theater. Um, that took some time. It's probably close to night now because it was close to evening when you went in. Um, there's an inn not too far from here that has a name. Oh, I've heard the name inn. Uh, the Greedy Griffin. Ah. So, um, it's in the same, and it's in the entertainment district, uh, right next door to the Flashy Flute Tavern that has recently opened. Oh, cool. I'll go to the Flashy Flute Tavern. And look for beds there instead. I don't want to go to a greedy place. They're probably gonna charge me more. <laughs> um, no. So in in this district, okay. the tavern is a tavern, and the inn is an inn. I'm still gonna sleep there. Just, I'm just gonna pass out on the table like other drunks. It's free. Yeah. Um. Except we gotta pay for the ale to get drunk. Who yeah. Knows? To pass out. I'm a lightweight. Who knows? Maybe I'm a bit copper. of a celebrity here. <laughs> Maybe you can pay the local street magician to cast sleep on you. Oh, cool. I can cast sleep on myself. <laughs> it's a scary movie, too. Really hard. <gasps> well, um, well, I'll just knock on a random hmm. door of, like, I wonder a house. if that uh, tavern has any non-alcoholic beverages. Well, if you guys want to go, we can flash over to the tavern. What time does the uh, thing start tomorrow? Um, well, theoretically, it's two days away. It was a day and a half away, so... You guys did the rest of this half a day, uh, then it's all day the next day, and it's the following uh, morning. 
So, so this we is a can day for drinking. Yeah, we can like fast forward if you guys would like and or if you guys want to explore the city, the next day we can do that. You can go to the government district, you can go to the cathedral, you can go to the order or the prism, you can go wherever you want. Hmm. Um The Flashy Flute Tavern is two stories tall and it's just drinking. The whole it's a huge building and it's just lined with tables on both floors. There's an upper bar and a lower bar with one um one bartender who floats up between the two. Um, the bartender looks very much oh, like the Air Genasi that you guys saw in the in the uh, Orenthal dungeon. Who tried to introduce himself? Karak said, "We don't give a fuck about your old character, Matt." And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I'd like to point out those were the exact words. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about your old character, Matt. And then, and then I said, "Well, he leaves." He says, "Infinity, I'll see you later." And he leaves. I'll approach him. Oh, that guy. That's likely. <laughs> hey, that guy. James is like, "Yep, that sounds that tracks." <laughs> um. So the blue-skinned, silver-haired guy behind the bar floats down. Um, he's like, oh, you look familiar. Yeah, I'm one of the people that unlocked you from the dungeon. Oh, yes, you were with that rude guy dressed in black. Yes, he's still rude, and he actually is a betrayer now, so... No, Who I give a fuck about your old character, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, well, uh, drinks on the house since you uh, gave me the opportunity to leave. So, I'd appreciate it. You don't have any it. non-alcoholic beverages. Yes, he hands you a water. I'm with her. <laughs> is it flavored? It's, um, he says he can use prestidigitation to make it whatever flavor you'd like. You can make it beer flavored. flavored, but not get drunk. You yeah. know what? That's a very smart idea. I've never thought about that. <laughs> Michael, do you have prestidigitation? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. you do. Because you were cleaning everybody in the dirty city. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know. Or, I guess, remember what ale tastes like. He points behind him to a bunch of kegs. Oh, I have to be sober. No, he wants you to pick one that you want it to taste like. Oh. So there's, like, uh, the generic ale, and then there's uh, a barrel of Mohu's Brew. Ooh! And then there's a barrel with just a big uh, skull and crossbones on it. Mohu's Brew. So he takes your cup of water and casts Prestidigitation and hands it back to you. I'll take the skull and crossbow awesome, barrel. Okay. It's gotta be the, the whole barrel? One. The whole barrel, yeah. So he hands you the barrel. I'll take it with one. <laughs> Any, anything for the people who helped the person who saved me. Um, so if I remember correctly, Mohu's Brew is slightly bitter and has like a... I want to say like a weird fruit quality to it. It's slightly acidic. Oh, it's an IPA. Yeah. It's an IPA. It tastes oh. great. But it doesn't give you the uh, advantage on perception Whoa. smell checks that you would get if you drank the real version. It's just flavored. Like, it's so understandable. Um, I guess if it's a citrusy flavor, it'd be like an IPA. But <laughs> He, um... I never got to taste this before. He oh, says, no, oh, no. it's very rare. Well, considering Mohu's dead now. This is horrible news. Yeah, he got... The price just went up. Yeah. 
he, he looks at it and he looks down at his stock, and then you see the price like uh like the Walmart price sign above it begins to like <laughs> and like roll up. Yes, he got decapitated. Oh, but, that's horrible. Yes. Oh. But um, Karox is still alive, but he's a betrayer. Uh, Nvidia still alive. She's up in the north. Squall. We thought that he was dead, but turns out he's not. Oh, that's terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Trake is hanging out in Glim, so. Well, um, I do appreciate everything you've done for me in the town, so, um, I own the inn next door, so you guys can, uh, sleep for free. Well, thank you. And he hands you each a, a key. That's very kind. And, uh... Yeah, if you need anything, I'll be here or there. And he points up to the second level bar. Huh. So how do you keep up with this workload? I mean, there's like a lot of people here. He puts his hands up and does spirit fingers and he goes, magic. <laughs> I don't know what magic is. <laughs> He's also a bard. And then oh, he, cool. He, um, he pulls his flute out and he does a little thing on his flute and he floats up to the next bar. He's like, see you later. I just swing on my flute and make him heavy, and he falls back down. You don't have a flute. Damn. No, I do. Oh, do you have a flute? Flute of the Bards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have any way of making him heavy. So, um, do you guys want to fast forward through the tournament, or do you want to go um, to, like, the religious district and talk to the people at the cathedral about the holy text? I feel like if we're going to go to the religious district, it should be after we fuck people up. Okay. To repent. To repent. Sins. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you want... Or you could go to the government district, talk to the king, or see the Order of the Prism Knights. Um, you could fast forward to the tournament. It's whatever days. you want to go. Yeah, you guys want to hit the select button and then All set right. it for 48 hours and then wake up? Are, like, people in the um, Order of the whatever? Prism. Prism. Are they, like, knights? Mm -hmm. Are they allowed to fight in the tournament? Mm -hmm. I'll, probably, I'll probably go over there. Okay. And, um... Maybe watch, see if see if there's any like, you know, practicing and sparring and s stuff going on. Okay. Just to get a little glimpse of how they fight. So you find yourself the next day. Everybody, if you weren't yeah. healed already, please heal yourself for whatever reason. Um, get your spell slots back. Um, you find yourselves walking through the governmental district. Here, bureaucracy is king. This is also where the largest spire in the kingdom rises from. This is the new home and office of Sir Serral, the townmaster and king of Orenthal, leader of the Knights of the Prism. Across the main street from the Golden Spire, you see a modest building that looks like a meeting hall of some sort. People are coming in and out and going, going and coming from this, large, uh, from this hall in large numbers. And as I said last time, come to think about it, you've noticed a large amount of men and women in uh, armor of all colors walking around town, each with the uh, crest of New Orenthal emblazed upon one of their shoulder pauldrons or their chest. The same crest emblazoned on the building and the armor of those leaving and entering. Um, all of them are wearing full armor, and if you didn't know better, you'd think that it was, like, dressed like a night week here. But I guess with the tournament coming up, everybody might want to be showing off a little bit. The building has a sign above it that reads, uh, Order of the Knights of the Prism. 
As you walk up into, uh, as you walk, you stand in the middle of the street, taking in the city around you. A figure in pale blue armor walks up to the party and says, Oh, are you here to be accepted as Knights Errant of Sir Serral, King of Orenthal, and represent Orenthal throughout the world? Yes. <laughs> Him, perhaps. I'm already knighted as one of Glen, so... Oh, well, that makes it even easier! Um, if you'd like, we are accepting all applicants here at the Order of the Knights of the Prism. Do y'all have, like, selection process? Yes, it goes like this. You want to be a knight? Cool. Here you go. Oh. Well, that's not elite. <laughs> Once you become a knight, you're free to roam the land of cars, challenging anybody you see along the way to fights for honor. He gives you a big thumb, double thumbs up. Are you a knight? Yes. I challenge you to fight for honor. Well, you'll have to challenge me in the tournament. Oh. He puts a hand out to shake your hand. He goes, Bob the Bold, nice to meet you. James is Hello, old. Bob the Bold. <laughs> I roll to attack. James rolls a, do- a d20. No. Crush his hand. So, 21 to handshake strength check. Yeah, you, so, you crush his uh, fucking fingers. Even in the armored gauntlet he's wearing. Yeah. He goes, oh, that's, that's quite a grip you have. Yes. Um, myself and a few other knights are joining the uh, tournament. Um, it appears that the uh, eight slots have been filled for this tournament. Hmm. One, two, three. We took up half. Four. Yeah. <laughs> did you do that? Like Vince yeah. did that? He goes, I see we have some strong competition. Um, Godly, even. Well, um, may the best knight win. Oh, those aren't knights. <laughs> He's pointing at me. I'm pointing at him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were pointing at Vince. I was like, no, you're, you're with them now. It's the next day. Oh, oh no, you actually sleep 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Gotta be well rested. Yeah, she's Super not a knight. well rested. Gotta get those spell slots. Gotta get those. Boom, Wait, boom, is, boom, boom. are you a knight? She's a knight. <laughs> she was a knight of um, Winterwater. Yeah, you're the only one that's not a knight. Yeah. Wait. He was like the dwarf captain. For yeah, but moment. it wasn't a knight. He, he played a knight on TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I played a dog. I'm like knight lights. <laughs> I played a knight on TV once. It's fine. Um, so, um, yeah, the knights of the Order of the Prism, you see them sparring with wooden weapons along the, the sides and back of their building. Um, there are, like, neon-colored armors. Like... Not um, hard to miss. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not for hiding or stealthing. It's for fighting for armor. Yeah. <laughs> heavy armor in general is not good for stealthing. Let's but you could paint awesome. your heavy armor with mud, but not if it's so bright blend yellow. In with the <laughs> Maybe if it's bright yellow, you could blend in with the sun. But I just fly. <laughs> or a meadow of daisies. I think daisies are yellow, right? Yeah. Well, they can be. Yeah. So, um, besides the sparring, you don't see much going on in the government district. Just, like, 
maybe a few uh, gnomes and halflings running around with stacks of papers from uh, one government building to the next. Hmm. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, there's also the Arcanium District. That exists. Uh... But it's we just... We don't have our wizard anymore. Do you really think we're going to be able No, to I just forgot, that? and I wanted to let you know. I mean... <laughs> I'd probably go over there, but not... Well, I mean, I guess we do have, like, a, another two days. You just got this this day. I'm going to just go got this talk day. to someone about a zoo. Okay. So across the street is the king's office and house. Um, you walk in, and there is a... Um, an elf standing behind the desk with um, a monocle. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks up at you and she goes, Oh, yes, how may I help you? I just wanted to talk to... Find out who I could talk to about uh, potentially putting together a zoo. Um, takes the monocle out, blinks For a few times. species... A safe place for them to be bred in without fear of being poached or... Oh, like a nature preserve. Yes, of sorts. Um, I can pencil you in for um, two days past next week. I don't know if I'll have that long. Sir Cyril is extremely busy. Oh, so... Uh, it's been so long since I've seen him. How is he doing? She squints. With one eye, and then remember she has the monocle in it and takes it out and squints with the other eye. She goes, you look vaguely familiar. Sir Salar Silianzi. You're the one on the, you're the one in the statue. Oh, she like grabs your hands, shakes oh. it up and down. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yes, yes, I did see that statue. She goes, oh, well, in that case, um, Sir Cyril does have what appears to be an opening uh, tomorrow after the tournament. After the tournament would be wonderful. Um, so she'll pencil you in there. Thank you very um, much. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I'm sure I'll remember after tournament Salar Zoo. I'm <laughs> sure I'll remember what that means. <laughs> so, um, if you guys would like, we can get to the tournament. He really wants to get to the tournament. Well, guys. I mean, you guys have time to explore the city. After the tournament. Yeah, I, that's fine. I just want to talk to someone. The tournament senses start tingling. I feel I stupid. <laughs> I feel stupid for putting the tournament so far away. So let's do this. I've got random pieces of paper yeah. with numbers on them, and I'm gonna let everybody pick one. Okay. Can I like use the bathroom before we actually start the tournament? Of course, James. Michael. Wait. Do I have that's two? that's one. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so everybody open your pieces of paper. Let's uh, go around the old table here and see what numbers everybody has. Megan, what number did you get? One. One! <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna put Morana. Um, Grayson, what number did you get? Three. Three. Salar. James, what number did um, Vince get? One. Oh, shit, okay. Morana versus Vince. And Michael. Three. Three. Not Mr. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fergie. Fergie. 
Fergalus Stephanus. All right. Um, so it's going to go like this. The first fight will be Vince versus Morana. The second fight fight will be two NPCs. I'm going to fast forward through that one. Okay. The third fight will be Salar versus Sir Joel of Wildmore Hollow. And the fourth fight will be Fergalicious versus Kristoff of Niflinhelm. Sweet. That sounds like a bad guy. Is it because his name is Kristoff? Of hell? Yes. Kristoff of Niflinhelm. Alright, so the tournament begins to start. You guys make your way down the um, main street that is just uh, bordered on both sides by colorful banners advertising the tournament for today. Um, tickets to the tournament are five silver. I want the best seat in the house. Mm -hmm. So you want like a front row seat? Yes. They tell you if you could, um, if you for two gold, they could sit you so close that it would be like a Gallagher show, but with blood. Cool. I'll give them two gold. Okay. Pay for my ticket. Good, <laughs> yes. Do they even do like little injectors so like when someone actually does get hit, just blood just splashes all over? No. no. <laughs> um. Now that being said, is there like some sort of like little wall in front of the chairs like they have in most arenas? Yes. Okay, can I like pay extra for pillows to sit on so I can see over the wall? You could sit on the back of the chair. Okay, that's fine. I'll do that. Um, so the rules are as follows. Fighters will enter one at a time and their titles will be announced upon entry. The arena is Enchanted, much like the arena in Glim, you cannot die inside. When you go to zero HP, you are unconscious until you are carted through the door outside, out of the arena proper. Then you will be magically healed, and you will be fine. No health potions allowed. However, healing spells are allowed. And what of spell slots? Uh, you, 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 your spell slots will come back when you walk through the door to leave, but if you use them all while you're inside, they're gone. That's fine. I never really use them anyway. And there's no way for you to run back outside and back inside during the fight. Just because. Oh, it's also. Okay <laughs> I re up my spell slots. Um, I think I still have. Let's see. Where is it? The short rest. Ah, uh, yes, I have four servings of crystal cider, which. Gives you a short rest, which no potions, potion. no potions allowed. It's not a potion; it's a cider. No drinking, <laughs> no drinking allowed while you're fighting. I it can't gives hydrate? you, it gives no. you benefits. No, it could much like a potion. I up a table I and it I make a turkey hurt. dinner. <laughs> yeah, I cast Heroes Feast. Um, no drinking while fighting. Not while eating. fighting, in between fights. Oh, in between fights. Yes. I mean, your shit, you get magically healed and you come back at full in, for every fight. Okay. Yeah, unless, so, you, unless you lose, then you get magically healed and you go sit in the stands. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Is yeah. it like in, the, in another, like in the next fight, would I have my spells? Yeah, yeah. Everything comes back when you leave the arena to be, you know, to be done with your fight. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's really it. The uh, rules are simple. Last man standing 
or or woman or whoever, last person standing, does, is the winner. Does the refresh count towards items as well? That's a good question. I didn't think about that. Odd or even? Even. I rolled a 17. Oh, negative. Yes, that is negative, but what is the answer? <laughs> yeah. um, the, the refresh counts for any abilities that you have on your person, but not item abilities. Dang, nabbit. So, so my reaction would still be once per long rest. For your armor to turn you in ice? For my sword, sword to, to turn, turn you in ice? Ice. ice? Yeah, that's once. Yeah, Yeah, your spell slots, your health... Anything that is like a racial or um, class ability that says it comes back at the end of a long rest that or short rest, that all comes back, but not item abilities. Okay. All right? Gotcha. Now that I had to pause and go get minis, we're back. Um, so the map is before you. It's just a big square of stone. The first fight is going to be Captain Vince and Morana who said that uh, she wanted to be introduced as Morana. So there we go. Any last-minute additions to how you guys want to be announced? No. No? No. no. I don't remember what I said last time. I don't either, because I can't find the fucking piece of paper I wrote <laughs> on. And it's been like three weeks. Yeah. So. So fight number one is going to be Vince and Morana. Question. Yes. Can a smite be counterspelled? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, technically, it uses a spell slot. Counterspelled. Yeah, but you can't counterspell in no, casts. No, because the smite is not a magical effect according to the rules of determining magical effects. It is an internal ability that has magical origins like a dragon's breath, which are not counterable using counterspell. Mm. Thank you. Jesus. Okay, so um, I'm going to need both of you to roll initiative. James rolled a nat 20. Wasted it. Yes, yes, you wasted it. <laughs> now you're going to be like, I rolled to attack. Four, six, two. All right. So, entering, you hear, you hear a very bad Michael Buffer impression come over the arena. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is time for the New Orenthal Tournament of Champions! And everybody's like... <laughs> and um, two people next to um, Myrna, like, uh, faint. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. Did they fall on her? I look, no. <laughs> uh, I look over at them. Steal their gold. <laughs> this you wouldn't let me sneak in? Do you want me to steal from them? <laughs> Well, they the fell city asleep of in public. Yeah, it's all fan, it's all just fangirls and fanboys, <laughs> fan people. Um, they don't even know us, and they're fainting. Yeah. What are they gonna do when 
Um, Salar comes out. <laughs> Who knows? They'll just combust. Somebody cast <laughs> fireballs. It's pop. <laughs> It'll be like that part in uh, the first Kingsman movie. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. God. All right. So, um, entering the arena first. Um, did either of you say where you were from? I'm from. Do you? Do you I'm from. You're the from place Glenn. where King Glim is. Do you want to announce where you're from, or do you just want to be like from parts unknown? <laughs> you can say it. From Death Valley. <laughs> no. Uh, so, um, entering the arena first. From the kingdom of Glim, guard captain Vince. And Vince walks out, and you hear some hissing, and then some yays. Um, Who the fuck is hissing at me? <laughs> Bring that ass here. Salar from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't point where it's coming from. <laughs> My perception check was bad. <laughs> Alright, well, I'll just draw my weapons. Yeah. Um, I got a short sword and a long sword. Okay. Yeah. Two weapon fighter. Um. And his opponent from Parts Unknown. I don't remember. Where? Winterwater, right? From Winterwater, Morana. And she walks out and then, like, um. She's out here just. <laughs> yeah, she walks out like a big old disco. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> People are, like, covering their eyes. That's why the two people fainted. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't even out Well, a couple people have epileptic seizures. It's Megan should have put the warning that goes in front of movies before she comes out, but... <laughs> the rules of this tournament are simple. Last person standing wins. No. Okay. Um, it should be noted, fans that there is a magical field around the fighting arena. Anything you throw, shoot, or otherwise launch towards the arena will be rebounded back. Please keep note. There's a guy in the stands with a fireball about to... Yeah, we're looking at you, Jerry! <laughs> you piece of shit! <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! And you hear ding ding, and James, you're up. Alright, so we're this far apart? Yes. Um, the stage is representative of five foot squares. Going first sucks. Alright. Yeah, I mean, do you want to delay? <laughs> James is like, I double move, and my turn. Alright, I'll move. Wait. I'll move to here. <laughs> he counts all the way across the fucking map and moves <laughs> two squares. Okay. And I'm just like holding swords hold up, my dancing. Swords up. <laughs> Doing like shoulder shimmy with my fist pumping side to side. Looks at the looks at the crowd. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Yeah. They're like, no. It takes, it's, a two step, it's a two steps forward. He's like, Are you not entertained? <laughs> Anything else? Um, and then I'll just say ignite and my short sword will burst in flames. Oh, okay. Morana, he took two steps forward and turned on his fire sword. What do you do? I'm just moving right up. 
You want to move 30 feet forward? 40. Oh, you have a 40-foot movement speed? Yeah. Oh, so wow. I can be right in front of him. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Work out how you want Damn, to I didn't it. know you were that fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Just like, <laughs> I would have stayed back there two more steps and then guided my sword. <laughs> 17. This yes. is going to be... I'm, yeah. Okay, so you guys don't have to look at me at all. I'm just going to tell you when it's your turn. This is fun. I don't have to do shit. 17 hit? No. No. Well, I don't hit. Alright, so two swings of her morning star and Morana... This is an exciting fight. Morana misses. Um, any bonus actions or anything you want to do? Alright, you can look that over as James goes. Okay. I will attack with my longsword. Does a twenty-seven hit? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, D Sixteen damage. Is your longsword um, the one that's on fire, or the other? No, the short sword. Okay. Is your longsword magical in any way? It has magical stuff to it. Okay. Oh no. <gasps> First crit card of the day! And it's a crit fail! It makes no difference! Your speed is reduced by five feet uh, until you shit. take a short rest or walk through the door. Okay. You twisted your ankle. Ow! I lunged <laughs> a little too hard, stuck my toe. Why is there a rock in the middle of. Why isn't it sand or concrete? Difficult terrain! <laughs> While she was sprinting toward you, she kicked a little rock. Okay, so that's perfectly calculated. Twenty-eight. I'll use a superiority die to. Uh, that's a battle master. Yeah, to disarm you. So you must make a DC seventeen strength check. Uh, strength save. Save. Yeah. Sh Megan, make a strength saving throw. Add five because you're next to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She she does get to do that. Yeah, I know. 29. Okay. That, that, that beats 17. So you'll take uh, 14 slash... Oh, no, 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 no. 22 slashing damage. Alright. And then... I will attack with my short sword for my bonus action. 20... Seven. Jesus Christ. Oh wait, no, 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 no. That one's not twenty-seven, but it's it's uh, twenty-three. Okay. Uh... I would have liked to see you versus Salar because you're the only person in the world who could break her armor class. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be another ten damage, four of which is fire. Uh, I will action surge and do it all over again. Damn. So. Ah, oh, shit. 14. Okay. Megan shakes her head no. Nat 20? <laughs> Nat 20. Is this the fire sword? No, this is the long sword. And then. Okay. So, what is your maximum damage? Uh, 
fucking 16. So Megan takes 16 damage. You're immune to fear, so you don't need to make the uh, wisdom saving throw that would have been required otherwise. Okay. Jesus, another... Stop it! And then I'm going to use a superiority die on this one, too. You alright over there, Megan? Math. Yeah. Um, so your max damage on that one is 16 as well? Yes. So 32 damage. God damn. Well, it was maximum double damage. Superiority die would be another d10. Okay. So just so, roll your d10. Okay. So make another uh, strength save, dc17. So, six slashing, and then um, eight fire damage. So, 14 damage. All right, Megan, I think that's it. finally your turn. <laughs> After, I'm I guess, uh, James holds out, Vince holds out his swords <laughs> and just spins around a bunch of times. <laughs> oh! No, just in a flurry of blades, like... He just, he just told the running man with a sword, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, I've never seen Marana get hit like that. Alright, Megan, it is your turn. Megan's like, I put my mall down and leave. I mean, I might as well because I'm going to waste an entire turn healing myself. That's not going to well, do, do any good. Just hit him. You do lay on hands. That'd it's still like an action. Well, I can't action yeah. surge anymore. Yeah. Just hit him. Fuck it. Would Morana heal herself, or would she just try and kill him? I'll heal myself for 60, and that's it. 60? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This die's been... It doesn't it bounce that good. In I there. know, but it's also not as loud if you roll it in the dice tray I just gave you. Way over here. <laughs> All right. Um. Hold on. Oh, these these maneuvering attacks. It's been a while since I played a battle master. Eighteen? No. It's because of this damn dice tray. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. So that would be. Oh wait. Just wasted a max damage roll on a D ten. <laughs> get a two. So uh, ten slashing. And then third attack, uh, 23. Why is my brain being slow today? And then 16 slashing. 
then the short sword, 18? James, you forget how many attacks you have? No. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it? Yeah. That's it. Alright. Morana. I need to fix Plus to hit is not. That doesn't hit. Is that a net one? Yeah. I'm sorry. Megan. Make a strength save. Oh wait, never mind, you're not holding a shield, so nothing happens. If you were holding a shield, you'd make a strength save. If you fail, you take damage. You're unable to, unable to speak properly. Oh, I guess from... What the hell do you do with the shield? I, I guess I from the shield getting hit, like, and then it... Yeah, it's basically... It says double-edged shield. If you're holding a shield, make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, take 1d6 damage, and you are unable to speak properly for 1d4 rounds. Spells with a verbal component have a 75% chance of failing. That was a nice bit of thunder right there. Yeah, punctuated. Yeah. Alright, Megan missed with both her attacks. Um, so yeah, James's turn. How again. many attacks do you have? Uh, I have three, and then I have my dual wielding. So he, he... So you have four? Yeah. So he has four attacks with his normal weapon and then one attack with his offhand. offhand. Fighter. Fuck. I just have improved crit. Natural 20. Oh my god. I'm confiscating that die. No. You got your share dice of the, the, the bag that we ordered and I got mine. It's <laughs> another maximum damage. Okay, so 16. Twenty-two. That'll be twelve. Oh damn! <laughs> that stopped on a one and then went thirteen. Yeah. So twenty-five and then nine slashing and then a short sword. That won't hit. Um, fifteen. Or 16. So two hits. Morana just hasn't ever seen Vince fight like this, or Vince fight at all. So I guess she was taken a bit I'm, off guard. I'm coming out swinging. By the, the Fury of Firestorm over here. Do you want to use some other dice? 26? Yeah. Smite his ass. <laughs> Meg's like, so I cast a fifth level smite, and I'm gonna make up all I'm, the ground I've I'm lost. I'm going to <laughs> expend a superiority die to parry, so you still roll your damage and everything. But so, what does that do? Um, my dex plus what I roll subtracted from damage. her damage. Okay. Megan is still gathering her dice. It's one d8 for every spell. So it's above one. 2d8 for a first spell slot, then 1d8 for each spell slot above that. Okay. So James, what did you roll 
as Megan uh, rolls every dice she owns. What did you roll to subtract from that? An eight. Plus, Plus your dex? my deck, so ele- eleven. Okay. Math, math. Yeah, math, math is math. rough. <laughs> Remember, if you um, you have great weapon fighting, just FYI. So oh, you re-roll damn, I have savage attacker. <laughs> re-roll any ones on your damage roll ones from your twos. ones and twos from your uh, your actual weapon damage. I rolled my dice too that much that whole time for damage. That would be nothing. Okay, so. I was just letting you know. She rolled no ones or twos. Okay. Well, it doesn't count for, like, smite damage or the improved smite damage or the other yeah, damage that like... your weapons do. It's just the damage die from your straight weapon. Mm. So, like, if it was a great sword, it'd be the 2d6. So, how much you got? That was 21 total, so... Track or whatever. So 10? Yeah, so 21 minus 11. So, yeah. So, so I guess it'd be like James, uh, Vince was able to block the weapon blow, but not the smite force behind it. Yeah. As she swings again. Mm-mm. Miss. It is now Vince's turn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony. 27. That's decent. Okay, so 12. Done. Oh, Morana falls. Oh. God damn. And I'll... Oh, sorts up. Do the dance. Yeah. All right. And then, and then I'll help carry Murata out of the the stadium. Okay. So, um, you hear as soon as Murata falls, you hear um, the announcer come back on and say, "It appears that Captain Vince has advanced to the next round." Oh, this will actually be cool. Um. Morana, as you pass, as Vince helps walk you through the door leading out of the battle arena, you are fully restored with everything back. And Vince, you are as well. Do I get my superiority died back? I mean, I get it's them back a, during a short rest. Yeah, then yes. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, the rest of y'all are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have ways to counter all that. So, the next fight you hear announced is um, a knight named Sir Jarvis versus Bob the Bold. Bob the Builder. The guy you met outside of the uh, Order of the Prism. Um, Bob is? Yes. Good luck, Bob. was Bob. the guy in the pale blue armor that you broke his hand when you shook it. Good, good luck, Bob. Bob, thanks you. Hope to see you in the next round. And um, a few moments, or a few minutes pass. Um, well, not that long because fights. But um, about a minute or so passes. You see Jarvis's body carted through, and Bob the Bold like limps his ass through the door, 
Um, you hear him announced as the winner. So, Vince, when you advance to the next round, you will fight Bob. Bob! My man! <laughs> the next battle is Salar versus uh, one of the knights. Yeah, my turn. Fun. So, Salar and one of the knights. Dudicus. Dudicus Maximus. Oh my god, this is going to be horrible. I just rolled my initiative. Awesome, can't Get wait. A one? No, it's a 19. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to go first. No, what I mean is like... I rolled a one. True Salar <laughs> fashion is three or four. So, None of this 19 bullshit. So Salar enters first and you hear, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the arena. From the vast void, Sir Salar Siliansi, Knight of Glim, Savior of Ornthal and Champion of Cars. And you hear, you hear uh, like several people thudding to the ground as they faint, as they recognize who you are. And the crowd is just screaming so loud, ears are starting to hurt. Morana's definitely got a headache. Now. I do the whole like very over-dramatized bows and like waves and maybe blow a kiss or two. I like to imagine the people next to uh, Aaron woke up, saw her, and then passed out. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what happened. You hear, oh, okay, looks like we missed two fights. It's fine. We'll get back in our chairs. They get back in their chairs and then Salar's announcing, oh! and they pass out again. I'm just gonna start saving their spots for like those of you who like yeah. need chairs after. Yeah. I'll be like, these so, are just seat warmers, apparently. So, Morana, as you're done, if you'd like to go into the stands, you can sit in one of the now vacant, fainted people's seats next to, next to um. I'll buy Mirana. snacks and drinks. Uh, Mirana. For all the Wait, I just came up with your ship name. It's Mirana. <laughs> Mirana. I'll ship it. Traveler to the void. So. Yes. Snacks and drinks for everyone around me who gets defeated. It's like a gold piece. Okay. For for like snack for services for the day. Okay. <laughs> it's not that expensive. For like half a second when you were saying like your ship name, I thought you were talking about the glimmer of hope, and I was like, we already have a name for our ship. What are you talking about? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Then I realized you meant romantic ship. Or yes. friendship. Uh, I guess that's a thing too. If it has ship in it, then it's a thing. So, um, after Salar's cry, uh, after the crowd dies down, um, another, a knight walks through. It is a, uh, tiefling female. She doesn't appear to be wearing any armor. She's She's, naked. She's just got, (laughs) she's just got, like, common clothes on with, like, maybe a sleeve of, of metal armor on Mm -hmm. one arm. And uh, is introduced as Joel of the Wildmore Woods. Uh, she carries a uh, great sword. Okay. So we've rolled initiative. First up is Salar. I cast armor of Agathis. Okay, so I'll never hit you. Is that what you're telling me? It oh, no, it doesn't class. increase my armor class. But I have a 23, but I also now have... Five, so... 25 temporary hit points. Okay. So, um... Do you do anything else? 
No, that's literally all I can do. So, it takes an action to cast that. What is my movement speed? It's 40 feet. 1, 10, 15, 20. She just runs 25 feet up to meet you and swings her great sword. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. No. Uh, she will swing her great sword again. It is a 19 to hit. <laughs> um, no. I'm going to use the dice roller on this fucking app. Shatter. Yelp. Uh, so with two misses of the great sword, it is the end of uh, her turn. I'm sorry, no. Before she ends, uh, she's going to get angry. Okay. And now it is your turn. I'd be mad too if my tits were up. She's wearing common clothes. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> 19, After her clothes. Yeah. 19 improved crit. So I common got a crit. Nipple Shit. That's what she's wearing. Alright, so Salar with it's her crystalline sword yes. crits. Maximum damage, and I make a contested strength check. If I lose, my weapon is partially broken and deals half damage. And you switch minds. Okay. So <laughs> maximum damage would be. What's 8 plus 4? 12? So that would be 12 of the regular sword damage and 8 cold damage. Okay. So 20. Yeah, just go knock. Total. Gideon's being a tiny baby. Oh, see? So I took 20 damage. Uh Uh-huh. And now we make a contested strength check. Okay. So not the save, just add your strength modifier. Okay. What'd you get? 21. I got a one. So my great sword is Not broken so and deals half damage now. That's a short sword. This is the third 19. That's, that's basically what it is. It does 1d6 instead of 2d6. <gasps> Anything else? I get to attack again with it. Okay, then do it again. Because, you know, that thirsting blade goodness. That one doesn't hit. A three on the die. Nope. All right. So seeing that you've cracked her great sword in half, she drops it and pulls out her great axe. <laughs> but it's not as it's not as good of a weapon. No, it's great. It's not as great as <laughs> the sword. A less great axe. Less great than the great sword. Great axe. Yeah. Just just too much of a mouthful to say. It is the okay axe. The okay axe. <laughs> Oh shit, I had advantage on that strength check. Too bad. Oh, well. oh, well. I mean, you can roll it again if you want. What did you get? 19. Well, no, it's 21. 21. I mean, I did get a nat 20. But it's okay. We've already taken our hand off the chest piece. It happened. Okay. Um, yeah, because it'd be kind of weird. She, like, drops her sword, pulls out her great axe, and goes, Wait a second! I'm that sword's, stronger! That sword's better! <laughs> um... Yeah, so, uh, Reckless Attack okay. with the Great Axe. That is a 24 to hit. Yep, you take 25 cold damage. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what Armor of Agatha does. Okay, d- and I hit. Yes. So I deal my damage. Yes, what's the damage? One moment. 16 damage. Alright, cool beans. 
More like cold beans. Cold <laughs> beans. That's 25 minus 16. Nine. Okay. And then second attack is a fucking 17. So, uh, that's the end of my turn. Okay. Oh, now you're doing me dirty. You have advantage. Oh, yeah, because reckless attack. You're right. Um, 16 plus 8 is 24. To hit? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I love you. Boom. So we have 3, 5, plus 4. So that's going to be... Do I need to separate the damage for you? No. Okay. 12. Okay, make a dex saving throw. As a reaction. No? No? Okay. So, um, as you hit her with the, with your weapon, uh, she erupts into flames. Her whole body is surrounded by fire, and you take... Ten fire damage. What are we doing? Oh no, I was just looking at something. Okay. Ten, you said? Yes, ten All fire right. damage. Uh, she takes twenty-five. I'm right back at this. It's not like a one-time deal. No, it's it just... until I lose the temporary hit points, which I just did. So, I only actually took one damage. I fucking hate all the things all of you can do. <laughs> um, this was secretly a way for me to figure out what you guys can do. <laughs> <laughs> My second attack. Okay. Another 19? Fuck. Oh, Double damage, so roll damage twice. And my speed is halved until my next turn. Alright, four plus... Do I add the other one yes. twice? Yes. Alright, so that's going to be 16, and then... Um, seven. 16 and 7. So what? I got it. It don't matter. I got a, It's got a built-in calculator. Okay. Shard is like my new favorite toy for making characters. Okay. Um, we all know how much you love making characters. Fuck yes. Um, so, Aaron and Morana. Sorry, Myrna and Nisha and Morana. As um, Salar slashes with her sword, uh, blood from her opponent kind of splatters at you, but that imaginary force field kind of just, like, it, it just, now it's just kind of smeared in front of you like it was smeared on glass. So they're like... Clean up so it doesn't obstruct our view. Uh, no. No. It's boring. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe next round. You can fly up a little bit. But I'm sitting. <laughs> I paid for a seat. I'm gonna sit on it. <laughs> so, um, she's gonna try to hit you two more times with her great axe. Okay. 26. Yes. And then was damage. That, was that reckless or was that... No, regular. Okay. So you're going to take 14 damage. Okay. 
And then second attack is a 23. I use my reaction. To encase yourself in ice? Yes. Okay. So as she goes to swing, Salar just becomes like an ice sculpture and the the axe just kind of like slides off. Um, and then she is going to... Can't use it again now, but you know. That's okay. Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> ever, ever? Ever, ever? One moment, reading. Nope, that's it. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Uh, I cast Armor of Agathus. Fucking Jesus Christ. She's gonna kill me by making me kill myself. <laughs> that's exactly what I did to those red monks. <laughs> Okay, so you spend your action to cast. Are you moving or doing anything else? No, I'm just standing there. Okay. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think that I have actual like bonus actions. Well, you she have will surge. Oh, I do have action surge. Mm-hmm. Okay, armor bag at this action surge. Okay. And I take an attack action with my swordy sword. Oh, that's a two. Oh, second just one. missed. 17 plus 8. That hits. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen damage? Yes. Alright. She looks rough. Um and I look good. but her rage fuels her, and she goes to attack again. 27. Yep, you take 25 damage. She does. Ice damage. Mm-hmm. You take 8. Okay, that's 25 minus 8. 13. <laughs> 13. Wait, no, 17. 17, okay. Her second attack is... I keep clicking the wrong button. That is damage. Uh... 26. You take 25 cold damage. <laughs> you take 15 damage. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> that means you still get 25 more later. I still have two different points. <laughs> um. Okay, it is your turn. Go ahead and kill her. <laughs> Permanently. That's 13 plus 8. That'll hit. Okay. Cool. 4, 4, 4, 12. Okay. And then second one. 19! Nah, that's, that's, that's in the middle of your fucking out. page. That one's a 12 plus 8, 20. That'll hit. Then we have... Nothing. Eleven. Okay, she falls. However, it is now her turn. That's and fine. she will make... She has something called Relentless Rage. Starting at 11th level, your rage can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while you're raging, but you do not die outright, make a con saving throw of DC 10. It's a seven plus... Five, so yes, 
She makes the con save and um, drops to one HP instead. So she gets up to one knee and like props herself up. Um, props herself up on her great axe. And she's gonna swing again. Uh, gotta get to the button. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> 26 to hit? Yep, you take 25 cold damage. So she falls, and she uses her relentless rage again, because it has infinite uses, but the DC gets higher each time I do it. Uh-huh. So now it's a DC 15 con save. I have a plus 5, that's a 1. She falls! She falls, she is done. The announcer comes on and it says, Sir Salar Siliansi is the winner and is advancing to the second round. Wow! Salar bows. And then goes back to wherever she is meant to be. All right, so there's a bunch of gnomes that rush out of one of the doors with a stretcher and put her on the stretcher and rush her back in, and then you see her sit up as she gets right through the door and get off the st- stretcher. Oh, like the Undertaker, like the fucking Undertaker, just like, boom. Salar gives her a thumbs up. She looks at you and nods and then fucking passes out. <laughs> Interesting fighting style you have. It's almost like they hurt themselves. <laughs> it's really easy. So the last bout of Might this have to try it. round, um, we will <laughs> remove some people, and we will do this, and we will do this. Resetting the board. Entering first from parts unknown. Death Valley. I don't know. <laughs> um, Fergalicious. Definition. Makes no sense at all. Um, I don't remember how you wanted to be announced. <laughs> I think you gave me some really me. ridiculous thing. Oh, I, yeah, I gave you the, the paragraph. Like, basically the yes. lyrics. Like, Fergalicious definition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just Fergie. Fergie! And his opponent, Kristoff of Nifflin Helm. I have to open Kristoff's character sheet, but let's Christoph. go ahead and roll for initiative. Of nipple helms. Whoa. I believe the thing you just got gave you a bonus to uh, mm-hmm. initiative, by the way. Whoops, nope, that's Bob Bold. Alright, you ready? Mm-hmm. So... What did you get? 16. Alright, I have a 15. That means you win. I win the fight already? Yep! That's it! (laughs) He just dies. Uh. Oh, I did have resistance to fire. (laughs) Did I use fire? Yeah. Your reaction. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was trying- I thought that I wrote it down somewhere, but I couldn't find it, so I just took it all, but it was okay because, like, barely made a difference. Alright, Fergie. You are first. Okay. I'm just going to start off with an Eldritch Blast from here. Okay. I am good back here. Oh, there's one at one. Okay, well, let's let's go in the order of the dice from top to bottom. Okay. So, let's see. 
pretty sure. And 11 to... Yeah, an 11 to attack, so 25? Uh, yeah, that hits. Six. Six damage? Yep. Okay. And 21? Uh, six damage, and then 21 to hit? Yes. Uh, one moment, sorry. I just accidentally unequipped his armor. No, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets hit, he and he's just like, oh, anime, and like his armor just starts flying off, and like his clothes are getting tattered. What was your number? 21. That'll hit. Okay. Sorry. Okay. One. I realized I forgot to give him armor, and then I gave it to him, and then I unequipped him. Nice. One damage? One damage. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That one. That one. On the magic crit. Michael, make a wisdom saving throw. Cool. I'm going to switch mine. <laughs> no. No, it's not that bad. Uh, that is not gonna... Four? No, it was a DC 12. Um, okay, so you're gonna take the damage you dealt, you would have dealt to me. Seven. So you take seven damage. So I think it's pretty much what I did to you. And you are plagued with horrible, horrible nightmares for 1d4 nights. Nice. Four. It is Kristoff's turn, and Kristoff is going to do a thing. I was going to do something before we walked in. What? I was going to pretend like I was an old lady, like a babushka. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You're just a feeble old birdie. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, Shang Tsung. Um... So, Kristoff is going to come up in a round to about there. Mm -hmm. And then cast a spurl. A spurl? Yup, a spurl. Then I'm going to tell you what it is here immediately. It does feel very immediate. Okay. So, um, a 15-foot radius based off of where I can see, which is you. So, it's a 15-foot radius that I can see within 60 feet. Oh, okay. okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, you need to make a con save. No, probably not. Total? Uh, con is a 9. Negative. No, it's a regular 9. Alright, so you're going to take... Okay, so you feel your veins pulsing in your temples as your blood begins to slow. Um, you're going to take force damage as some of your blood begins to spew from your pores. My god. <laughs> uh, so you're going to take 11 force damage. Okay. And 
And that is the end of Kristoff's turn. As you see the blood kind of float back through the air towards Kristoff. No, my blood. <laughs> Not my bloods. Um, and, like, kind of almost seep into Kristoff's pores. Hmm. Maybe through his, his armor. It's definitely got on him and it's disappeared. Hmm. It is now your turn. Also, I should point out, Kristoff has a shield and a lance. Okay. But no mount. So he gonna joust you on his feet. <laughs> Alright, let's see. So... Go here. <laughs> so Fergie runs to the farthest corner of the arena. And I'm going to cast. <clears throat> I should point out that just for fun, I am using a, a paladin subclass um, called the Oath of Sacrifice ah. from Underground Oracle. I'm going to cast Tongued on him. God damn it! <laughs> we did this like, like Cloud of Daggers last time, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So a bunch of tongues appear around Kristoff and begins just... You hear the wet slapping noise of tongues <laughs> slapping against armor. Um, I'm going to make a deck save. And on a failed save, Michael, can you look up Cloud of Daggers and tell me what the damage is on that spell? Sure. And is it, and also what level it is? And also what level you're casting Tongued at? Sure. So. Is that the only reason why you took that spell? Is that you can cast Tongue? No, I had it before. The, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I forgot about the ring. I forgot I about the ring. the ring. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cloud Daggers is a second level spell, so technically this will do 64 damage. 64. What level are you casting it at? Level 3. Okay. It's just, it's a 44, but you add 2d4 for each spell slot. They're cat tongues, so they're rough and scratchy. Okay, so yeah. I'm, run I'm rolling a deck save. Rolled a 14. No. Alright, so roll your 6d4 damage as these spectral tongues slap moistly against the flesh of Kristoff the Half-Orc Paladin. <laughs> Moist. Let's see. So that's 4, 6, 7, 8. So 12 damage. 12 tongue damage. Yep. Anything else? Uh, Michael's gonna fucking be over there using the ring the whole match. I can just imagine. No, 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 no. I want you to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> then it shall be. Uh, yep. I'm done. That's it. All right. You keep getting so far away from me. Well, he looks like a melee person. Why he would is. I stand next to him? <laughs> no, I approach him and start casting more spells. <laughs> Um, I don't want to go ethereal. Yeah. Okay, Michael, um, they're going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Make a con save again. Different spell. Come on. Come on, baby. That's probably still not enough. 
that is 16. You missed it by one. Yeah. Um, so now you're going to take more force damage as your blood begins to congeal. Mm. You're going to take... Come on, button. Seven. So cool. My god. We're just chipping away at each other. <laughs> you take seven force damage with your bloods. Oh, why did I take that spell if it takes a fucking minute to cast? Not that. It's like, ooh, what's Magic Circle do? Nothing. Nothing useful. So with that... Um... That is the end of my turn. So you know how I can change letters? You can change one letter and or remove a letter. Remove one letter. But can I make it so that the spell, even though it stays exactly the same in like letters and everything, just has a different meaning? I will give you this opportunity if you explain to me what you want to do. And it's, if it's good and I like destructive it. Destructive wave. <laughs> oh, like you're going to wave at the... Yeah. <laughs> but it does exactly the same thing? Yeah, probably. That's just flavor. I don't fucking care. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll instead of your normal somatic movements, you you just like... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do I need to roll? Um, I feel like it's a con save. It is a con save. That is... A 13. Nope. Also, just judging from how paladin he is, I'm going to do necrotic instead of radiant. Okay. Probably won't matter, but... Oh, wait, I should do that, and then this. Okay, so this is gonna be the thunder. You don't need to, uh, you don't need to separate it for me. Oh. Alright, so let's see. 8, 10, 12, 13, 15. 26. 31? 31 damage. Mm -hmm. Okay. And. I'll just take this out. Uh, Mike's like, and I've run away. <laughs> God damn it! Wait, I can reach you. I can reach you! Wait, hold on. I'm trying to see if you have any extra movement. Yeah. You don't. I might. I don't know. <laughs> this spell sheet's really, or this character sheet's horrible. I really you, should get a different one. You picked it! <laughs> Alright. Alright. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. 30. No! <laughs> so, off with his lance. Actually. Yeah, he should probably be. Back one. Yeah. <laughs> Back one. Kristoff with his lance uh, goes to attack. That is a 23 to hit. Yes. You're going to take 1d12 plus 4, so that is 15 magical damage, magical piercing damage. Okay. Second attack is a nat 20. Hmm. 
And this is a vicious lance. Should have fucking had a vorpal lance. I could have just fucking knocked your head off. <laughs> Shit. How would that work? Which I head? Arena, I have like many. Fly off and then it, I think it would just be like an instant win. Oh, okay. So you're gonna take an extra seven damage from what I take. What I tell you. So fifteen plus seven. Math. Plus another seven. I already subtracted the seven. Oh, then just fifteen. Okay. And that is the end of Kristoff's turn. However, you do see he. Um, has planted his lance, like, in the sand. It is your turn. Okay. I cast Dimension Doom. I mean, he didn't hit the one rock that I stuck my toe on. That was because you were up here. <laughs> he went around the rock. He, he learned from your mistake. Damn. No, they were over there. No, we were, like, right here. He came, he right. came around these two squares. <laughs> Precisely. Or you right, just kick so the rock across the... I want to make it so that, you know, this situation gets a little bit better, so I'm going to cast Wall of Horse. <laughs> H-O-R-C-E. Horse, horse. Damn it, yes. <laughs> H-O-R-C-E? Yeah, yeah, no. It, it well, let work. me Google and see if that's a word. What? <laughs> let me Google. I, I messed up and I, I, I tried uh, to do yeah, Wall of Horse. Yeah. Yeah. Wall of Farce. I don't know what you would get out of that. Yeah, I don't, but... I don't think I can. No, it appears that horse is just a way idiots on the internet spell horse. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I believe the word you're looking for is horse with an S. Huh. You do Wall of Forks. No. No, you can't. I thought that too. Alright, now I'm going to do Well of Force. Well of Force. Okay. Right underneath them. Okay, so a ten foot radius circle appears under Kristoff, and gravity increases and throws him down the well. <laughs> uh, Michael, roll a d20. Plus five. Okay. So that is a twenty-three. No, two. 22. The well is 22 feet deep. So he takes 2d6 fall damage? Times two because the force. force. So you, you want to roll 2d6 and then multiply it by two? 11. So 22. 22 force damage as he is forced down a force well. That's no, a well of force. He's forced into the well of force. Forcefully. Forcefully. <laughs> and is now forsaken. He is be he is Michael is forcing me to be forced. I'm just gonna do Oh my god, no, I'm doing this instead. Can okay. I still see him? Yeah, you can see him down. I'm gonna cast healing ward on him. Healing ward? W A R D. I feel like that should like block healing. That That's exactly what that should do. Is yeah. now I need to make a con save or I think it'd be be a con save, be a charisma save. I think Wisdom save? Uh, I was thinking wisdom. Wisdom save. I have a plus five to those. Thirteen. No. I can't be healed. <laughs> I can't be healed for, we'll say 1d4 rounds. 
I just imagine the whole time he's out there just Three. talking to the ring in his hand and it's just changing the <laughs> So we want to do healing ward. <laughs> yeah. Well well of well of force. <laughs> yep, yep. The ring's like, it shall be done. It's just lips. <laughs> just on his Christoph Christoph is gonna attempt to climb out of the fucking well. Like I feel like it should be a disadvantage because yep. of the force. It it would be a disadvantage anyway because he's wearing heavy armor. <laughs> oh, cool! So double disadvantage. Athletics check. It's an eight plus four twelve. I guess he's got a handhold and maybe makes it five feet. I don't know. End of his turn. Cool. All right, he's down in the well, but he's coming for you. Uh, I'm casting Vicious Cockery on him. <laughs> the well of force feel, fills with dicks as I make a dex save. It should be noted that these ones are lubed this to make it harder. Therapy after you are a weird, weird man. He yells at your character. <laughs> as, but then the dicks come. And so the yelling stops. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> you are a weird, weird. <laughs> so I rolled a nineteen deck save. So I'm gonna assume that I'm gonna take half dick damage. Wait, is that going against my spell DC? Yes. No. A nineteen doesn't. Okay. He's got like a twenty-one. He's like, no, of course not. No, it's uh, all right, Michael. We should start writing yeah, down 21. the spells you've done and what I said they do. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. So, um, I, I is this one also similar to fucking cloud of daggers? Cloud of daggers. I think. I think it is. Just a bunch of dicks, and they smack. Maybe it could be like ice knife, where like a dick flies out and then dicks fall. <laughs> what was the name of this vicious? Oh no, this one is just vicious mockery but damage, with but with dicks. Oh. Okay. I mean, so I roll your damage. Pretty, pretty disheartening. Yeah. So. Vicious uh, dickery. I feel like it should be like a D twelve. New Fergie's Hickama smoked dickables. Okay. So the crowd's just gonna go home and like distraught. The there are parents in the crowd covering their kids' eyes. <laughs> as they're they're like yeah. <laughs> Timmy, don't watch this. Staring intently. It's just five damage. <laughs> Five dick damage. <laughs> Piercing. Damage. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna make a, an athletics check to see if I fall off the wall. I fall off the wall. So um. Well, apparently the dick lube could do that to you. Yeah, I'll take one falling damage because I rolled a d6 just for fun. Uh, but what if you fell on a dick? Nope. 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 Anything else? Uh, no. I'm just writing down the spells Fucking... that I've done. <laughs> okay, so it's his turn. Yeah, he casts etherealness on himself with his magical armor, the plate of etherealness. Does he go through the decks now? He steps into the border regions of the ethereal plane that overlap with the current world. During this time, I can move in any direction. Up, down, left, right, forward, backwards. Into, out of deck. 3D. So he moves... He, he has his fucking lance ethereally with him, and he moves up back away from the well over here. Um, I 
and he will end his etherealness and end his turn. Hmm. He has escaped from the well of dick force. That sucks. The well of forceful dicks. It's a very rapey well. Um, your turn. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... He's also very angry. <laughs> I'm gonna try something. And covered in lube. I'm gonna cast Holy Morph on myself. Holy Morph... Okay. You become... Uh, actually, what we did last time was I, t I transported him in... I, I'm sorry. Morphed him into an, a celestial being that was the same... Roughly the same CR as him. So your CR is your level. Um, D5E, Celestial, Monsters. I can't... Why? Michael? Why? Alright, here we go. You are CR12. There is one of those. One moment, as it loads. Shit. It went away. I'm a shit? <laughs> yes, you're a celestial poop! <laughs> I'm just the poop emoji with a halo. Yeah. Um, monster list type celestial. Sort by challenge rating. All right, Michael, you are a dev diva. D-E-V-A-D-E-V-A-D-E-V-A-D-E-V-A. Deva. Okay. I mean, he is Fergie. Yeah. It makes sense. So, do you want to look that up, or you Ooh, want me to... Oh, Davas are cool. Isn't there one of those in Christmas? I think there is. So, for those of you at home, a Deva is a CR 10, because there is no 12. It goes from that to 16. Uh, your armor class is now 17. You have 136 hit points. You can fly 90 feet or walk 30 feet per round. Um, you have weapons that are magical and made of radiant damage. Those weapons being a mace. Uh, you also have a healing touch. And you can polymorph into a human or beast. I can just infinitely polymorph and I just... It, like, how many can I go in? Right, you know? It's Inception. Polyception. Yeah. Alright, so you are a Deva. Anything else you'd like to do? Yeah, I'm gonna use my movement to go here. Oh, God! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Fuck, Michael! God damn! What am I gonna do? Uh, what does... Okay, you done? Yep. What the does... Only Go ahead. <laughs> the only people that seem to stand a chance against us is ourselves. <laughs> oh, I can also raise dead. Is there any dead bodies in here? No. Oh, okay. There are specifically zero dead bodies. <laughs> Um. Ooh, and I can speak all languages. He's gonna fucking double move. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. To you. Oh no, I killed! I killed Nisha and Myrna! In the stands. Okay. And he's gonna use his bonus action to grab you. By the face. Okay, what do I have to do to... Make a con save. Alright. Con, my con is plus four. I've been waiting to do this. And I want to do it before you kill me. 
that is only a 10. Okay. He is using a negative version of Lay on Hands, where he is going to channel negative energy into you. Cool. You are going to take a number of points of damage equal to a number that I'm going to tell you right now. When he figures it out. <laughs> you take 20 necrotic damage. Okay. As he channels negative energy through your angelic, your newly angelic veins. Okay. He is not happy. It is your turn. Cool. I'm going to attack with my angelic weapon. Okay. He looks at you. He's like, what? 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 Oh, dick, you can have dick boy. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Dick boy. Oh, no, not that. Yeah, roll a d12 <laughs> to hit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, might as well have. Let's see. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> is it less than 20? Yes. Then no, you don't hit. That's the same number, I feel. It is the same number. <laughs> you miss. Okay. Go. Your, your angelic weapon that has a reach, you just kind of like, you're not used to it. You're <laughs> flailing all over. Have and you guys used these things? <laughs> No, I try to imitate what I saw with him. I'm just like, what? It didn't work at all. (laughs) 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 Bringing it back. He is going to hit you with his lance. Or attempt to. Fuck. That's a five. Wait. Wait. Plus. Thirteen. Does a 13 hit you? No. He's going to go to attack again. It's like a 23. Yeah, that would hit. Okay, savage attacker. Cause I forgot I had that. What kind of weapon is this? It's a lance. Or like, just a Magical lance? piercing damage. Oh, yeah. It's the vicious lance. Savage attacks. Oh, wait, that's, only, that's not savage attacker. That is savage attacks. That is a half-orc thing. I am going to kill you. No, I'm not. <laughs> you take 11 damage. Go ahead, put me out of my misery, Michael. Okay. Well, let's see if I can hit. Six again! It's the devil at three sixes in a row. Oh, yeah, you, so, uh, new house rule, you die. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh. A portal opens up and Karox pops out and grabs you and takes you back in like fucking Scorpion. That's a 19. Um, that misses. Yeah. He finally seeing that the battle may be... Should have just stuck with the tongues and the cocks. I know, right? Finally seeing the battle may be going his way and forgetting, uh, finally remembering that he's a paladin and has a divine smite. Ooh, yeah, you um, can do that. He's gonna roll to hit. It's a 20 total. Okay, you hit. And we're just, I'm gonna do my second attack now, too. It was an 18. That does hit as well. That does hit? Okay. So you're gonna take... 2d12 plus 2d8 plus some more d8s. Just let me know what's... uh. Megan, can I borrow 2d8? Like, split the damage by type. Oh, my God. It's all me. Okay. So, the magical, like, piercing damage from the lance... Stop rolling. There we go. Oh, cool. 26 magical piercing damage. Okay. And then the radiant damage. 
21. 21 Radiant. Okay. Finally remembering his fucking powers, he strikes out with the wrath of his god. You don't the, know who it is. The tongues and the cocks just threw them all. Up. It really did. Like, first, first go, he gets tongued. Then he finally charges and hits you and forgot about his shit. And then he gets down a well, and the well gets filled with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is how they do it. This is how they win all the time. They just throw dicks at everyone. <laughs> they even showed it in the play, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karox was shooting dicks out of his crossbow. <laughs> no, um, Michael, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna try to hit with this weapon again. Nope. Ooh, there we go. Okay, so that is uh, and it's like 23. <laughs> That'll hit. Yay! Finally. So how much damage do you do? Um, a bit. Let's see. So I just need to figure out what a mace does. The, the mace is 1d6. I, I have all your stats right here, Michael. Okay. So you do 1d6 plus 4 plus 4d8. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't find what... I, I couldn't see where the mace was. I knew it was in there. Where are my d8s? There we go. I can't wait to see Salar versus Fergie. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> dicks everywhere. Dicks and cold damage. Salar's just going to be like... Dicks. Cold dicks. Armor of Agathis is out the window, I guess. I hope Salar's paying attention to this fight. Uh, 24. And he's down! But I believe orcs have this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now, at 1 HP. Yeah, I'm at 1 now. It is my turn. Go. And with all of his might, he's going to use his most powerful smite, a third level smite, to try and attack. Oh, fuck. He missed with the first one. 16. Nope. Put me down. I'll try. You like take off some of your armor? <laughs> uh, 20. That is exactly... All right, uh, he has one HP. <laughs> it's fine. So with that, Kristoff of Niflinhelm, the half-orc paladin of Zedrus, the god of death, falls. Slightly tips over into the well of dicks. No, um, <laughs> no I catch him. And I use my Deva abilities to heal him. So if he had any like imperfections or anything like that... They are healed. Oh, he's just, like, the healthiest person in the world now? Yeah, pretty much. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so at least, you know, there was some good that came out of it. So, yeah, um, all his scars from Any curses healed. that he might have had. Yeah, um... <laughs> so, with that, you hear the voice come back. I don't know what to say, folks. Um, it, it appears that Fergie is the winner... Um, you can go ahead and uncover the eyes of all your young children. Ah. <laughs> uh, our next fight will begin after an intermission. Uh, you've got about an hour between fights, everybody. 
So please, be back in your seats in 60 minutes for Captain Vince versus Bob the Bold next time. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Is he a bold builder? Congratulations, you survived two hours and 11 minutes of combat. Uh, the semifinals and finals will be next week. Uh, can't wait to watch Salar versus Fergie in a battle that will probably just be just ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, who knows? Maybe Bob the Bold will beat Captain Vince, even though Vince has four million attacks per round. Um, with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. We hope you're all doing well out there. 2020 is almost over. It, it only comprised of four and a half years so far uh, in this one year. But uh, we, we love you all. Be safe. Be strong. Have a magical night and a magical life.